ignore and outperform them. While you're over there watching me and talking about me, I'm working. I'm working hard. I'm taking things to the next level. You keep gossiping and I'll keep working. You keep talking smack and I'll keep working. You keep focusing on everything and everyone else and I'll keep working. And when you finally look around at where you are and where I'm at, you realize that you have nothing left to talk smack about. And you will lose and I will win. Hello. This is an ad. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that there isn't a group of people out there that hate me with very depth of their souls. I am also not going to sit here and pretend that I fully understand the reasoning behind it, other than the baseless and completely fabricated things that they've made up. But what I can tell you is that extreme paranoia and overbearing anger issues and your shitty behavior are a sign that you probably have worms. What you can do with that is you can go to MrsRogersHood.com, use Shipwreck 10 at checkout, and get yourself 10% off of a worm tincture kit. People having worms have been reported to cause behavioral issues, unnecessary anger problems, and extreme paranoia in some instances. And let me tell you, Mrs. Rogers Hood has something just for you. Again, that's MrsRogersHood.com. You shipwreck ton at checkout and get yourself a kit so you can live happy and healthy lives like the hundreds of other people who have left amazing reviews on their website. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Shipwreck Show. My name is Shipwreck, and I will be your hostess with the Moses, and it's Valentine's Day and the Nooner, and we're also going to fuck around and find out, Sonia. Listen, we're just petty. I may not respond a lot, but I'm going to hold a grudge for a long time. We're just going to go. We're just going to go. Welcome to the Nooner, everybody. It is so good to see you. Happy Tuesday. I hope you guys are having the best day ever. I hope you're the best Valentine's Day ever. We do not celebrate Valentine's Day here much. We got the kids some chocolates, but that's about it. We're just not big into Valentine's Day. Uh, but I will be hitting up the dollar store tomorrow uh, because all of their Valentine's Day stuff will be 90% off. I'm going to get me some chocolates. Yeah, see, that's what we do. That's how it's what we do during Christmas a lot of times. Too. We don't get each other anything for Christmas, but we'll hit up the after Christmas sales and buy what we want. Like, it's, it's great. When you get to this level, it's it's fantastic. There's no pressure. James Sachs, welcome to live. It's good to see you. Mimi Collins, the Chevy, and Christy, what's up? D Biddy and Sonny Brown. We got Sonny Bragg stage at Cool MS Cupcake. Second Halloween. I love Halloween. It's my favorite holiday of the year. Welcome to the noon of you guys. I hope you're having a great day. Today, we're going to talk about Project Bluebeam. And the reason, well, we're going to, well, this started out with Project Bluebeam. Like that was going to be pretty much the entirety of the show. I've got some videos. I've, I've, I've got the steps. We're going to go through them. This show is not for anybody that fully is, is fully engulfed in what Project Bluebeam is. Okay. This show is for beginners, maybe people who have heard about it, but don't really know about it. Maybe people who haven't heard about it at all. <laughs> um, it's not going to be for, for beginners. This isn't going to be for people that aren't, are well-versed in it because I get a lot of that. Like, oh, thanks for coming around. Finally. It's finally so nice to see. You know what? Shut up. We're, we celebrate people for waking up when they decide to wake up. And I don't care what subject it is that took them there. We're going to celebrate you. I don't care when it happens. I'm going to celebrate you. I don't care if I have to do this live every year for the next 10 years to start from the beginning, because I'm just glad more people are, are, are becoming aware. We researched Project Bluebeam. I want to say two years ago now, I believe I did a live on it with somebody else. Uh, and it was a good live. We had a great time. We talked about it. So I had to go back into, but it's been two years. And so I haven't really 
dove into a lot of it. I had to go back. I spent all day yesterday uh, revisiting Project Blue Beam, Project Blue Book, which kind of comes out of this too. It's about tracking um, extraterrestrial uh extraterrestrials and UAPs. Uh, and I had to go in and reread all of it just to make sure that I understood what the steps were. And then while I'm doing it and I'm gathering my information, I was brought back to a story from Ohio and how they were chasing UAPs and how they had had a train derailment back in 1980 after this, what so was after the UAP thing. Um, and so we're in Ohio kind of wraps into this. It's all kind of intertwined in this. A lot of people are stating that the, the, U, the UFOs or the UAPs, that these are distractions from everything else that's going on. And it's very possible, um, specifically distracting you from what's going on in Ohio. What's going on in Ohio is a bad deal. Like it is a bad deal. It should be being covered by mainstream media across the board. It is affecting people. They are saying that people are, are safe to go back home, but people are like, no, they go home and there's dead fish laying all over. There's dead animals laying all over. Um, if you are in Ohio and you are in that zone, like go with your gut. If you don't feel safe going back home, don't, don't go back home. This is a big deal and it's a bad deal. And then to top it off, so with that, and now we've got trained derailments in Texas. We got trained derailments in South or in South Carolina. I believe the one in Texas was also full of toxins. And Pete Buttigieg came out yesterday and, and did a whole press release on it. They watched. I'm like, yeah, Pete, come on. This is it. Pete Buttigieg, this is your time to shine. This is this is the thing for, for the head of the Department of Transportation. It's a train. Pete Buttigieg come out and said there is too many white people working in construction. And talked about the lack of, of racial diversity in construction jobs and that we need to do better with that. And I am and I'm not surprised, but I'm immensely, I don't even know that I'm disappointed anymore. I'm just not surprised. He didn't mention the trains at all. He made some soft, a side colored joke about the balloon, which I believe also could be a potentially a part of, of the Department of Transportation. Didn't say anything. So I don't know. Probably the White House came out and said, no, it's not extraterrestrial. She came out yesterday, I believe, and said that. Uh, the night before, the night of the Super Bowl, the Pentagon came out and said, uh, we're not ruling it out. So the Pentagon and the White House, you just don't talk to each other. And apparently nobody talks to Pete Buttigieg. So, you know... Just we're just gonna cover the whole thing. We're gonna start with Project Bluebeam. I'm gonna go through the steps. I got a couple videos, and then we're gonna tie this into what's going on in Ohio, and we're gonna look at some of the history in Ohio. Um, trains don't just do look. I've put plenty of pennies on train tracks, and then I stopped when a local cop told me, "Hey, that you know what? That could derail trains." I stopped doing that. That doesn't happen. That don't pennies don't derail trains. Just so you guys know. So that's the plan for today. Again, I hope you guys are doing well. Buckle up, Buttercup, and we're going to get started. I don't really have any visuals. I've got video and I've got uh, a whole document typed up. So we're going to go through the steps and then we're just going to go from there. So Project Bluebeam. Project Bluebeam. In 1994, a Canadian writer and journalist named Sergey Monist published a manifesto explaining a theory of a four-step program designed by NASA and the United Nations. The four steps were supposedly to help achieve the ultimate goal of a new age religion that was going to be led by the Antichrist, which would then bring in the new world order, which is something we obviously talk about an awful lot, right? According to Sergey, NASA would implement this plan by using an advanced mind control and other top secret technology to trick everyone into believing that there was a second coming. Okay, we got a video. I got to get more organized. Here we go. Video. 2024, a global event will alter the course of mankind's future. 
the world will stand witness to a massive alien invasion. Thousands of projected holographic alien warships will blanket the skies, sending people into a global panic. Real military crafts within the holograms will inflict actual damage to the surrounding areas to sell the gimmick. And as a result of the ensuing human chaos, a one world one world order the, the video cut out i gotta check my mic just one second uh, uh uh yep we're on the right mic okay good we're on the right mic setting so that was one of the videos that's been going around and that's just a high level explanation of what's going on now like i said it comes in four steps the first step is the archaeological breakdown or the breakdown of archaeological knowledge and i've got to tell you it took me five or six different tries to get that word down sonia has that ever happened to you Archaeological. That's what I kept saying yesterday. My archaeological. Somebody called me in the comments, but you know what? Five times. Okay. In the the breakdown of the archaeological, I did it again. Knowledge involves the manufacture of multiple earthquakes in specific locations across the world, exposing new discoveries that would suddenly explain the meaning of all religions' basic doctrines, proving that the previous doctrines were incorrect, and encouraging people to believe in the new age religion. So. The ideology behind this is that these earthquakes would happen and where Jesus is like, just for example, where Jesus's tomb was supposed to be would instead be Gagalamesh or the tomb of Hillary Clinton, right? It would be something that would completely uh, disparage what we already knew and say, oh, no, we were wrong. So I guess everything has to change. That's the ideology behind it. Many people believe that this stage officially started in 2012 when 39 earthquakes Earth, earth, earthquakes rocked the earth in just two days. The only thing I could find to support that a major earthquake happened in that time span was in Indonesia. And it was in April, but it resulted in multiple aftershocks, which lasted over the course of two days. There have been several earthquakes in 2012 as whole, large and small. Another article that I'd read said that they had tracked it back to 2008, where there was a random outburst of unusual earthquakes that could not be explained by seismologists. It's another word I had to practice before the live started that had to be, that could not be explained by seismologists. It wasn't, it didn't show up on their radar. They have no idea why it happened. They have no idea what started it. That was what some of these articles believe. Now, Sergey asserted that in movies <clears throat> like in the 2001 space odyssey were created to lay the groundwork for making people psychologically, Jesus psycho psychologically thank you psychologically prepared for when these earth unearthed objects were discovered so a lot of this goes back to movies too and i think as i kind of go through this this is going to make a lot more sense a lot of this is tied back to movies and we all know we've done deep dives on hollywood right we've talked about <clears throat> the sacrifices children of the corn we've talked about all of this and how all of these these precursors to big events coming up uh were actually documented in Hollywood movies like Men in Black was another one I think people brought up an awful lot. Um, the second step then was the gigantic space show. And I think this is the step that people think that we're in or entering right now or maybe kind of in the middle of right now. That's what I saw a lot of on Twitter. But the gigantic space show. So Sergey alleged that this step a three-dimensional three optical holograms as well as laser productions of hologram images would beam across the sky, specifically holograms of Jesus, Muhammad, Buddha, Krishna, etc. would appear and then they would merge into one. I drank my water too fast. And then they would merge into one 
being. They would do this using space-based laser-generating satellites to project simultaneous images into the four corners of the planet in every language and dialect. Basically, the entire sky would be one ginormous movie screen depicting the new God who could then speak to everybody individually using their own language. I want to go back to this. This is an actual document that was created by NASA that Sergey got a hold of and then exposed to the world. Okay, so this isn't, I, this sounds really sci-fi, but this is an actual NASA document. And I'm going to back that up by saying, if you go to NASA, <clears throat> if you go to a lot of these government websites, they also have alien invasion tactical plans, or not alien invasion, but uh, zombie invasion tactical plans too. So this isn't a stretch that they had this set forth, okay? Now, if you'd asked me 10 years that something like that was going to be possible, I probably would have laughed and said no. I probably would have laughed at you and said no. No one's going to believe that. No one's going to buy any of that shit. People are too bought in. But after 2019 into 2020, seeing how many people so quickly jumped in on the masks, the jabs, stayed home, washed their groceries in the garage, a little bit of fear that was created by the government caused people to lose their minds. So if you're going to ask me today, is something like this possible? Could they pull something like this off? My answer would be absolutely. absolutely. fucking lutely People turned into monsters when it came to the COVID stuff. People lost their rational minds over all of that. So could it happen? absolutely. fucking lutely it could happen. Do we have the technology to make it happen? Absolutely we have. If you've seen any of the, the movies that we have, the amazing amounts of CGI and green screens of technology, just what you can do on TikTok alone. Have you ever used any of those filters on TikTok? There's one filter that's the freckle filter. And I feel like my ancestors be looking back at me from their Irish graves. I, I They look, it's, it's absolutely 100% possible that they could do something like this on a grand scale if they were to be able to get it together. So yes, the next step is step number three. And step number three is the telepathic mental manipulation. It is believed that NASA will use low frequency radio waves to telepathically communicate with humans in an attempt to shape their beliefs to match those taught by the new age religion. So for example, you're in your bedroom, <clears throat> you're just chilling, you're eating chitlets, just living your best life. And a hologram of, let's say you're Christian, hologram. Jesus Christ, walk into your bedroom. Be like, give me some of them chiplets. Listen, uh, I'm not really Jesus Christ. This whole thing was, you guys, you guys got it wrong. You're actually supposed to believe in Gilgamesh. We're just going to name it Gilgamesh from the time being, just so I got something. You're actually supposed to be praising and, and believing in Gilgamesh. And if you don't, then I'm probably going to burn your house down. Something very similar to the matter. And they'll have like a whole new line of, of you know, if again, if you're Christian, the Ten Commandments, whatever, whatever your religion is, it'll be all brand new and it will be all one religion is the ideology behind it. Mr. Manas said that the telepathic communication would be used as a form of mind control to trick people into thinking that their God is delivering them messages directly. Again, can this happen? Yes. Telepathic uh, telepathy is is been being studied for like 50 years. There was a study out there that I read yesterday. I didn't add it to this, but they were actually able to do it with monkeys who were in a hypnotic state. And they were actually able to cause the monkeys to move body parts. So through telepathic means. Um, 
think of the 5G towers, right? <laughs> Everything is energy, right? So could it happen? Sure. Look how many of us are out here traumatized, right? Because of traumatic childhoods, because we, we, we had to constantly be on edge all the time, depending on, on what you were raised with. Can you walk into a room and you can automatically read the energy of the room? You can damn near read what people are thinking almost to a T. Is it possible? Absolutely. Absolutely. It is. It is. Could it be a weapon like this? Absolutely. It could if it fell into the wrong hands. The message he goes on to state will be sent from a device that can deliver audible signals directly to an individual while they remain undetectable by anybody else. The microwave beam generated by the device is moderated at audio frequencies that can bro broadcast voices directly into the brain. So then I had to go see, well, we have ever done anything like this. The government hasn't, but you know who did? There was this serial killer and he did it with his neighbor and he put little speakers and it wasn't energy, but he put little speakers and they were tiny. And he did it at such a low vibration that it caused his neighbor to go like completely insane, thinking she was hearing voices, but they weren't audible and, and nobody else could really hear him. They were, it was a crazy thing. Could it happen? Probably. Yes, absolutely. The last step and the last and the final step is step four. And this involves the supernatural. So ghosts, right? The final step of Project Bluebeam is to create chaotic events that will leave people willing or desperate enough to accept the new world order. Think COVID on crack. How many people lined up and got the jabs having no idea what was in them? They were so scared out of their minds or so engulfed by their ego and their self-righteousness that they, you know, a lot of people and everybody, everybody that I've seen on Twitter, they all regret it. Is it possible? Yes, it absolutely is. Mr. Mana said that this could occur with up to three different orientations. One is to make mankind believe that an alien invasion is about to strike down on each of the major cities on earth. The second is to make the Christians believe a major rapture with the supposedly divine intervention of alleged good alien force is coming to save the people from a brutal satanic attack. The third orientation in the fourth step is a mixture of electronic and supernatural forces. The goal of, of this, the goal of this one deals with the global satanic ghosts all around the world in order to push an all population to the edge to drown into a wave of, of self, um, unaliving. Can I say that here? Has YouTube picked that up here? Self unaliving. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the self unaliving, or they would end up unaliving each other and permanent psychological disorder. So the ideology behind this one is that they would project demons into your home, into your space, into your town. It would be a full blown alien or demon invasion. Now, a lot of people believe that demons or I'm sorry, that aliens are fallen angels. Therefore, like they're demons. And I think this is where a lot of that's coming from. I think it's my even said, I don't know what the Bible very well, but, uh, Katie says you got to convince the Christians, the aliens are demons first. So that's kind of the thing, but then the Christians are going to believe it's the rapture. And so they're just going to take it. That's, that's the idea. That's the scary part behind it. They're going to think it's the rapture. So they're going to be like, yes. And they're going to take it. And they're going to die. So when it's actually the government messing with people's minds. 
The other half believes that it's going to be a good alien force um, that comes in. And I suppose this is kind of when like the Antichrist comes in and all of that jazz. Uh, those are so those are the four steps. Those are the four steps. You can go and you can look them up. You can, There's tons and tons of videos on them. But that is the meat and potatoes of what Project Bluebeam is. OK, now, the interesting thing and why it's relevant now. Now, you're seeing a lot of it on Twitter and social media specifically. I suppose a lot of people that I follow are calling it Project Bluebeam. And I, I am inclined to believe that they're right, that this is more government manipulation than it is actual UAPs or UFOs or extraterrestrials. I do believe in a, other alien races out there. I mean, you're pretty naive. And I've said this before. You're pretty naive to think that we're the only assholes out here on the planet or in the, in the solar system or where underwater, whatever you believe to think that we're the only in, in somewhat intelligent life out here. Uh, we're not, there's more, there's gotta be more, whether that's good or bad or what it is. I don't know. Lots of people have different ideas, but I do believe in something other than myself. Um, so why is this relevant now? Okay. There have been multiple sightings of UFOs, of, un, of unidentified aerial phenomenons unidentified flying objects, multiple sightings. They shot down. It started kind of with the Chinese space balloon. Okay. So the Chinese space balloon came in and everyone's freaking out because they won't shoot it down. And it just floats over the United States, hits every major air base. <laughs> and then they shoot it down in what? I don't even remember where they shot it down in South Carolina. I want to say South Carolina. It started in Montana. And everyone's like, it's a Chinese spy balloon. I got a couple problems with it being a Chinese spy balloon. First of all, we have drones that are damn near invisible that you can buy at you, you, you can go to Walmart and buy at the Walmart and nobody can see it. And it can do all kinds of things. It can record you sunbathing in your backyard. Miss Smith ain't ever going to see you. Gross. It can do all kinds of things. It has night vision. It can, it can detect movement as far as, I mean, these drones are impressive. Why would China send over a big ass balloon, big white, look at me at well below. I want to say, I don't remember like well at like flying level. So everybody can see it. Like people saw it first before the media caught on just to spy on Americans. That doesn't make any damn sense. Why wouldn't they spend a drone? I think the Chinese air balloon was a distraction. I think that was a distraction from a lot of the investigations, which were also happening within that same time span. That's first. Okay, but it started with the Chinese air balloon. They shot it down. When they shot it down and they pulled the Chinese air balloon out of the water, the Chinese air balloon was found to have American-made parts and American language or English language just written all over it. It was ours. The balloon was ours. China denied it. They said it was a weather balloon, they thought. Then they came out and said, no, but now they're coming out and saying, well, you're sending stuff over here. This, that whole thing is just bunk. I don't think China, I don't think China is our friend, but I don't think China is our immediate enemy right now. Our own government is. I, I am pretty convinced that that was ours. And why they're trying to hide it or what it was attraction, I don't really know, but I'm, that's what I'm convinced at. But after that happened, all of a sudden, there were UAPs and, and silver discs. And they were all flying around and nobody was really talking about it. And like people would see it and people would talk about it on TikTok and the news would make fun of it. The news was talking about it. They were like, what's going on? All of these things. And everyone's convinced that this is some kind of alien invasion. And we're all like, yeah, it's Project, you know, Project Bluebeam, whatever. Alien invasion, maybe. Distraction, maybe. There's a lot of stuff going on, and we're going to talk about that, too. Maybe. 
But what I found really interesting is when they were asked about it, the Pentagon came out. So the night of the Super Bowl, when all of this was coming to a head, then the Super Bowl was on and more lights in the sky were being seen. The Pentagon decided finally, two weeks or so later, to have a press conference and address the rumors. And here is what they had to say. Hi, thanks, Pat, and thanks for doing this. This is for General Van Herc. Uh, because you still haven't been able to tell us what these things are that we are shooting out of the sky, uh, that raises the question, um, have you ruled out aliens or extraterrestrials? And if so, why? Because that is what everyone is asking us right now. And thanks for the question, Helene. I'll let the intel community and the uh, counterintelligence community figured that out. I haven't ruled out anything uh, at this point. We continue to assess uh, every threat or potential threat unknown that approaches North America uh, with an attempt to identify it. Okay. And everyone's like, yeah, go Chiefs, because everyone was watching the Super Bowl. It's very interesting. So they didn't deny it. They didn't confirm it. But then the next day, so yesterday, the White House came out and said, and I don't have that video, but she came out and said, no, nah, no, nah, it's not aliens, not UFOs. And she laughed it off. Like, do you not talk to each other? Isn't the Pentagon part of the White House? Isn't that like the Pentagon's job? Not to mention the Secretary of, Depart of Transportation, Peach Buttigieg, you got nothing to say about any of this? He made a joke about the white balloon. But you got nothing to say? Y'all don't talk to each other? That's cool. That's cool. All of this is going on. And a lot of people think that all of it was a distraction. And there is a lot of things going on that it could potentially be distracting from. And I'm going to go through a couple of those things right now, okay? The first thing is Hunter Biden's laptop drama. So I don't buy this one. And the reason is because that's been going on since 2020. Like if you, you've seen it already, you've seen it already. The news has even covered it. There's been these, these breaking news points with the Hunter Biden laptop when it was verified by the FBI, when Hunter Biden owned up to it in an interview. There's been all these, I mean, that's been going on for years. The next thing, I don't, I don't think it was a distraction from any of that. And they were like, so the Chinese, look, we already knew about the Chinese dealing. Everybody did. That was covered by news already. Pfizer's gain of function with Project Veritas. And then Project Veritas, uh, James O'Keefe getting suspended from Project Veritas and the smear campaign that is going on against him now. That's possible, too. Uh, the timing of the Chinese air balloon and the Pfizer drop were pretty impressive. I want to say it was in the, within a few days. So Pfizer, the Pfizer drop happened. Pfizer came out on a Friday night and made a statement. And then a few days later, we had the Chinese air balloon. It was something within like a week. Uh, and then that's all everybody talked about. Nobody talked about the Pfizer stuff after that possible. Um, the Twitter hearings, which was also another possible thing. Uh, the Twitter hearings were happening right around the same time. The Twitter hearings got almost no coverage after months of coverage regarding Elon's purchase of Twitter. The, the employees that were fired that they, they all got these big interviews, right? They all got to say their piece after they got fired. Now they're finally in court the day that everybody is waiting for they are finally sitting in front of Congress and they have to answer for what they were doing. And nobody talked about it until well after it was over. And even then, nobody really talked about it. I think Fox News covered it. Nobody else really talked about it. So that's possible. The investigations was the last or the second to last one. And that, again, that's possible, too. The investigations are a pretty big deal. 
I think a lot of the investigations are theater, but I do think it is something that's important for us to keep eyes on. They are talking about uh, they are going to be calling Dr. Fauci to now to testify in front of Congress in regards to the origin of COVID-19. I don't know when that's going to happen, but when it does, we're going to be live for it. Just, Dr. Fauci is like my least favorite person on the planet. So it's possible that all of the, the spaceships and stuff were just distraction. It's possible that it was Project Blue Beam. Who knows? The last distraction that people were talking about, and this one was really interesting because it, did get, it didn't get any media coverage, none, until about two days ago. Two days ago, finally, a major news organization picked it up and started talking about it. Newsmax had been covering it. I think Sonia said she watches Newsmax. Newsmax had been covering it for a couple days, but this happened two weeks ago. And people on the internet, citizen journalists, people who were in the area, they were the ones posting the videos. They were the ones asking for help. They were the ones that wanted people to start covering it, and nobody was. They were evacuated from their homes. This was a big deal. And nobody was talking about it. Everybody was talking about the UFOs. And everybody was talking about, well, is it Project Bluebeam? Is it aliens? Uh, you know, is it not? But there are some people out there who be like, UFOs are not all about aliens. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. But the Pentagon said that they weren't ruling it out. So you're wrong, actually. Um, I want to talk about this stuff in Ohio. And this ties into a lot of what's going on. Ohio is the number eight state in the United States for UAP sightings since the 50s. The 50s. They've had more, almost just the same unidentified aerial phenomenon sightings as um, New Mexico. I didn't know that until I was researching all of this yesterday. So the Ohio, on February 3rd, okay, 50 cars, including 10 carrying toxic materials, derailed in the Ohio village of East Palestine. No one was rendered in the derailment that investigators said was caused by a broken axle. And I got that video right here. So let's go there. Pretty stunning video raising a lot of questions, especially for people in East Palestine, Ohio. As you can see, sparks and flames underneath this Norfolk Southern train. And this was 20 miles before it derailed. The derailment, as we all now know, sent dangerous chemicals into the air and forced thousands of people from their homes for days. Now the question is, when did the crew know that there was a problem? This video obtained by our news partners at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette was taken by a security camera at an equipment manufacturing plant in Salem, Ohio, some 20 miles from East Palestine. You can see what appear to be sparks or flames under one of the cars as it passes the plant. The NTSB referenced the video at a news conference earlier this week. We uh, have attained two videos which show preliminary indications of mechanical issues on one of the rail car axles. That second video came from a processing plant a mile down the track also in Salem. In front of that plant is a hot box detector which scans the temperature of the axles as the train passes and sounds an alert if they're overheated. The crew did receive an alarm from a wayside def defect detector shortly before the derailment indicating a mechanical issue then an emergency brake application initiated. The NTSB says there was an alert, but it is not known if it came from the hot box detector in Salem or the next one down the track 20 miles away in East Palestine, 
where that derailment happened. And if the alert wasn't triggered when the train passed Salem, why not? I spoke today with a retired Norfolk Southern engineer, Scott Wilcox, who lives in Avonmore. How would that person know there was an issue? Generally speaking, after the length of the train has passed over the detector, it will tell you there are no problems found. The NTSB has obtained the train's data recorder and audio recordings. Those are being analyzed at an NTSB lab in Washington, D.C. Now, the agency is also checking whether all the detectors were working properly. If the detector in Salem was working and there was no issue, Wilcox says generally it will send a message saying no problem found. The NTSB is expected to release its preliminary findings within 30 days. So the trains crashed. All these toxic fumes went up. Mainstream media didn't really cover it. It was local media for a long time. And then people on social media picked it up. And then it finally got picked up by the likes of CNN and Fox News and all of them. And now it's a big deal. So we're after two weeks into this. And there's been other train derailments. But the couple of days ago, they had told the residents of East Palestine that they were okay to go home. But the problem is, is that when they got there, they noticed that a lot of their animals were dying. And a lot of fish were dying. And things just did not look good. Tyler Holzer, who is the owner of a dairy farm just outside of the evacuation zone in East Palatine, told WKBN, which was the, the video you just saw, that several foxes he keeps on his property have become more mortally ill. And that's here's this. First News has been hearing all of your calls about your animals suffering and getting sick, some even dying. And it's not just causing problems for the animals. It's also causing problems for their owners as well. Taylor Holzer and his family run Parker Dairy. It's just outside East Palestine's original evacuation zone. Taylor is an ODNR registered fox keeper. A couple of his foxes broke their legs trying to run after the initial derailment. One of his foxes even died. Out of nowhere, he just started coughing really hard and just shut down and um, he had liquid diarrhea and just went very fast. Taylor tells me all of his foxes have been sick and acting different since the weekend. Some have abnormally puffy faces, including the one he's holding. He says they are not eating properly. Many are dealing with stomach issues and are acting lethargic. This isn't how a fox should act. He's very weak, limp. He, his eyes are very like watery and weepy. Some of the foxes are pacing rapidly in their pen, another sign they are not well. Taylor says the train derailment is causing all of these issues. Smoke and chemicals from the train, uh, it's the only thing that could cause it because it doesn't just happen out of nowhere. The chemicals that we're being told are safe in the air, that's definitely not safe. For the animals? It's for animals or people. Taylor hopes justice is served for the animals and people of East Palestine. People's cats are getting sick and dying and people's other birds that they have in their house that they weren't being able to evacuate either. Just, it's not safe. Now, like you heard at the beginning of this story, one of Taylor's foxes did die. He now has to get a necropsy on that fox to determine the cause of death for it. Now, every animal owner, whether it's a pet or an agricultural animal, a farm animal, poultry, this has to be done. A necropsy has to be done to determine that cause of death. There are a few ways of going uh, about this. To set one up, pet owners, like for a dog or a cat, must contact their veterinarians, farm animal, and poultry owners. They have to contact the Ohio Department of Agriculture. And companion animal owners, they have to contact the Ohio State.
We're seeing a record number of migrants. Now, someone in the comments on TikTok had said that this sounds a lot like a scene from a movie called Close Encounters of the Third Kind, where a train derailment happened after people witnessed a UFO at Devil's Tower in Wyoming and toxic nerve gas was released, which was blamed for the sightings. And it had killed uh, a lot of the, the farm animals out there and the wildlife out there, too, during the movie. Eventually, contact with extraterrestrials was made later on in the movie, but the nerve gas was was an interesting correlation. Now, something you else you might not have known, we talked about this at the beginning of the video, was that UFO, or I'm sorry, Ohio is one of the top 10 states of UFO sightings. It falls in at number eight. In all the sightings with more than 4,100 sightings, sightings from the 1950s until the publication of the article, which was in October of 2022. Also, one of the most famous sightings in history when it comes to UFO history was by an officer or by an officer in Ravenna, Ohio, back in 1966, which is only about 40 minutes away from Palestine and runs along the same railroad crossing as Google Maps. I have that video right here. Around 5 a.m. on the morning of April 17, 1966, Portage County, Ohio, police officers Dale Spar and W.L. Neff were out on their normal patrol. Uh, officers, uh, Dale Spauer and uh, Wilbert Neft were uh, driving along a back road and they, there was a uh, truck that was pulled over. So they pulled over to investigate it and Dale Spauer got out of the car and he hears this strange humming noise. So he turns around and he sees this uh, giant UFO. The UFO passed them. Spauer and Neft got in their patrol car and they started to follow it. The ensuing chase lasted for 86 miles. At times, Spar and Neff traveled at speeds over 100 miles per hour. From their starting point on Ohio Route 224 near Atwater, they pursued the object down Ohio Route 14, where they were joined by East Palestine police officer Wayne Houston. Spar later recounted, Somebody had control over it. It wasn't just floating around. It can maneuver. What they would do is they would chase this object. They would get close to it. It was almost like it was playing cat and mouse with them. And then it would speed up. The police pursued the UFO into Pennsylvania, with the chase slowing down in Rochester due to traffic on the bridges. But as the officers got off the bridge, the object was still there, as if it was waiting for them. In Conway, the officers finally had to pull over and stop their chase. Spower and Neff's car was running on fumes. The, the tires were balding, so they pulled into an Atlantic, Atlantic station there. And they were met by Officer uh, Frank Panzanella. So this object hovered and then it shot straight up out of sight. Spar described the UFO as 35 to 40 feet wide and 18 to 25 feet high, shaped like the bottom of a flashlight. Police Chief Gerald Bookert from Mantua, Ohio, also saw the object and described its shape as that of two saucers put together. Bookert also managed to take three photographs of the UFO. Uh, only one of the photos, though, uh, ended up being of anything. The photo looks almost like the, the drawing of what uh, Spower and Neft saw. It wasn't long before Major Hector Quintanella, director of Project Blue Book, began to interview witnesses. Project Blue Book was a government-funded project that set out to investigate UFO sightings and determine if they were a threat to national security. Is there anything in the files? either classified or unclassified that would indicate that there may be 
extraterrestrial visitors over here. First of all, the project is completely unclassified. And there is nothing in the records which would indicate that we have been visited by any apparent civilization. Major Hector Quintanella, who was the head at the time of Project Blue Book, he interviewed Spower and Neff. And it was a very terse interview with them. His explanation, he was trying to tell them that at first they saw a satellite. And they chased this satellite until it went over, it went over a hill and then they caught the planet Venus. And this is what they were chasing. The story of the police officer's chase captured the media's attention and embedded itself in popular culture. And it was allegedly also used in the movie Close Encounters of the Third Kind. That actually uh, is based on this incident here in Beaver County, which, which ends at Beaver County. So I think that's uh, uh, a pretty cool fact that maybe a lot of people don't know. Over time, several of the police officers backed down from their original stories, but Dale Spar never did. Within six months, Spar's life had gone downhill. He blamed the flying saucer he chased into Beaver County. If I could change all that I have done in my life, he said, I would change just one thing. And that would be the night we chased that damn thing, that saucer. You have to ask yourself, what did they actually see? Was it actually an extraterrestrial craft? Was it a secret government project? People generally don't want to be different. They don't want to stick out. Uh, as, as Dale even said, well, they're going to reckon, rem remember me as that nut who saw a flying saucer. They chased something. We don't know what it was, but they chased it. Now, Palestine is kind of a hotbed for this kind of stuff. Not only that, but Palestine is also a hotbed for train derailments. This isn't the first time that a train derailment had happened in Palestine, Ohio. Back in 1980, another train derailment had happened, or one had previously happened, and spilled toxins all over the, the railway and the road. From what I understand and from what I read, they never really cleaned anything up. They never really did anything. They just built new tracks over the top of the accident. It's very interesting to me that there is all these historical UFO events and the train derailment happening all at the same time in Palestine, in Ohio. I, I just, I thought that was just, it was too much. Like how is that all happening at the same time in all these different places? Now what's even furthermore with Palestine and Ohio is the night of the Super Bowl. So this is going on week two after the train derailment, people started to report seeing more lights in the sky in a triangular shape. And it was so much so that the local media in Ohio had to come out and address it. Here's that video. So Ohio tonight, many of you called or emailed Channel 3 Newsroom here tonight and we're asking about that, bright lights traveling in a diagonal straight line. These lights could be seen just after 6.30 tonight all over the area. We checked in with our astronomy expert, Jay Reynolds, who confirmed the lights are not a UFO, but actually a string of starlight satellites just launched today. A pass of a group of satellites called Starlink. Now we've seen these before, but not quite like, uh, like we saw tonight here. They flew almost directly over Northeastern Ohio, about 60 degrees above us. And we were able to see that quite well, and they were, they'll continue to move. So we got the best pass for them tonight. So a lot of fun. And with all the things uh, floating in the sky, we, there's good reason to ask, what are those up there? 
Yes, and we appreciate that response. Starlink satellites are actually part of the Elon Musk SpaceX program, and they're designed to bring enhanced internet access to the Earth. And one of the main reasons we're able to see Starlink satellites so well tonight may be... And then Elon Musk responded by tweeting out, don't worry, it's just my friends with a bunch of alien emojis. Elon Musk also has tweeted out quite often about being a Raelian. Raelian? Am I saying that wrong? I can't talk. I can never say these words. Why don't you thank you? A Raelian, which is an, an alien or extraterrestrial species. That's for another life. But he said, don't worry, it's just my friends. So I got to ask, like, as we kind of a lot of things with Palestine and UFOs and then this all happening in the same week. And if it's Project Bluebeam, are we kind of past the Sky Night Show and are we going or maybe did they change it? And instead, we're going to release neurotoxins into the air. To make people see things that aren't there. That's what happened in, in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. There were two different instances um, that were used in Close Encounters of the Third Kind that were taken from the incidences that had happened in Palestine, Ohio. The first one being the train wreck that spilled the toxic gases, which in Close Encounters of the Third Kind explained why people were supposedly seeing aliens, even though at the end of the movie it ended up being aliens. And then the last one, which was the... Now I'm at a brain stop here. The last one, which was the um, the chase. They That was also inspired... Uh, in the movie Close Encounters of the Third Kind, the chase that was done in Palestine, Ohio. There's just a, what is going on in Ohio? What is the deal with Ohio? And I want to say that too, when we did the live on the Nephilims, and I can't from this, I can't find the article, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but when we talked about the giant of Kandahar and they reportedly loaded that giant up in a military spacecraft and flew it off to a destination unknown, but one of the articles had stated that it was to an airbase in Ohio. Because I remember, I feel like I remember making the same joke. Like, what the hell is in Ohio that anybody cares about? Um, WV Star says, I saw the same thing here two years ago in central West Virginia. And I saw something very similar roughly five days ago. I've seen those lights uh, last year in Western Illinois. We saw the exact same thing on my back deck, according to Audie Chambers, a year ago. My husband said it was Starlink, but I don't know. Is it Starlink or is it Elon Musk like signaling extraterrestrials at this point? Is Elon Musk an alien? I think he is. He's weird. AF, he is. And he's just too smart. And he's too not socially awkward. Ohio also has one of the highest trafficking statistics. That's a shocker. It's all connected in some weird way. It's all connected. Right, Peterson is something... People brought up to me an awful lot, and I have not dove in to Wright-Peterson just yet, Nora, but it is on my list. So more to come on Wright-Peterson. So astronomer Jay Reynolds confirmed with Fox 8 that there was a good explanation that it was the Starlink. So Ohio had a train wreck, just like in the movie Close Encounters, where it spilled toxins everywhere. Ohio is also number one, number eight for UFO sightings of the country. The biggest UFO story in history came out of the town where the chain derailments happened. And then train derailments had happened again in the 80s, spilling the same type, same type of toxic chemicals. And then that train derailment also has ties with Close Encounters of the Third Kind. There's another movie, which I made Sonia watch last night because I wasn't gonna. I don't do movies, which is called White Noise, which was like a, I guess, kind of like an indie movie. She said it was terrible, but it had the same plot line. And there were people that lived in Palestine that starred in that movie or that were guest appearances in that movie. And the movie 
had more train accidents in it with toxic gases. This it's too much to be a coincidence. I don't know how, like how it necessarily connects together. I don't know if this is Project Bluebeam 3.0 since Project Bluebeam itself became pretty mainstream. Maybe they changed it. I struggle with stuff like this too. Like if it's supposed to be some top secret project, it's not top secret if everybody knows about it. And I think a lot more people are willing to believe it now than they were even five years ago. Wouldn't they change it? I would change it. I would be like, oh, everybody knows about Project Bluebeam. Let's change it. Instead of doing uh, the, the, the waves of energy into people's brains, let's just hit them with some neurotoxin via train accidents. And then we'll just put some lights in the sky and we'll convince them it's aliens and wait and see what happens. That's it. Maybe this is Project Bluebeam 3.0 and they're using trains. Because then all these other accidents happen too. So the unland Bermuda Triangle. Have fun with that rabbit hole. I will. I'm very interested in it. Very interested in the rabbit hole that is um, the Wright brother, or the Mr. Wright. So I'm going to end this. I'm going to end this. I'm, I do want to talk about the death of the of Sergey. Okay. So going back to the beginning, Sergey was the one. He came out with the manifesto about Project Bluebeam. How he got it, I really couldn't nail down how he got his hands on it. But he's the one that came out with the manifesto. And he came out and he published it in the 90s. And then he died two years later. And in that two years, he had to take his kids out of school because they were being followed and harassed by people in black vehicles. He had to move. He had all kinds of hate, like hate mail and all that kind of jazz that you can do in the 90s. All kinds of harassment. Uh, his life was hell for the two years after publishing the manifesto and not because of people, but because of government entities. He was arrested multiple times for erroneous charges and just released. A lot of times he was arrested and just released with no charges. He died like he, the last time that he had gone to jail for erroneous charges, he died as soon as he either right in the jail or right when he was released of a heart attack. And if you remember, we did a whole live on the heart attack gun on the CIA, how they created a gun that was full of uh, particles from a shellfish, which if they go into your bloodstream can cause a heart attack and they're almost impossible to detect. And that was from the 70s. And he died. Just died. That's it. He was done. And then everybody had said it was a conspiracy theorist. It all got fact-checked. Anything that I found had been fact-checked. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk. You guys want to talk about that, too? I bet I even have that video. We can touch on that. Um, that's real. I went and looked that up last night. A lot of things, you know, they get put out on the Internet, and you're just kind of like, yeah, but what if maybe was he naked? Like, you know, you always got to use discernment. Wasn't naked. Wasn't causing a scene. Let me find the video. I believe it's on Twitter. Give me one second. But he died. Let me wrap this up with Sergio. He died. Very weird circumstances. Somebody said it felt very, um, what's that one guy's name? The Russian-American that's still being incarcerated. Or arrested. Can't think of his name. Snowden. Felt very Snowden. Is this it? That's 45 seconds long. Where's the, just the video. I just want the video. This is it right here. Oh, this is a good video. It's better than the one I found yesterday. Okay, hold on. 
Somebody else had another question. I thought somebody else had another question. Yeah. So then after the whole Palestine thing happened, they were doing a town hall and a reporter from like the news from a legitimate press site had asked about something and they arrested him. And they said, you can hear in the background, the police officer says you can't tell people how to do their job. And they put him in freaking cuffs. And even their big old leftist um, governor came out and said, look, that ain't right. You guys for real. Oh, is this the wrong one? That is the wrong one. Sorry. Give me a second. Window. Twitter. Nope. This is the right one. I am allowed to be here. You can go to jail. You want to go to jail for criminal trespass? Do you want to go to jail for criminal trespass? Do you understand how quickly our lawyers will get me out? I don't care. I don't care. Go. Talk outside. Out the door. Out the door by other media right now. I'm going to listen. I don't care. You're going to walk out the door. I'm going to listen. It better have been Tucker Carlson. It been neat. Or you're going to jail. Sir, can we talk outside, please? I'm trying to listen. And he escalated the floor. I am doing my job. I'm discovered by the First Amendment. Excuse me, sir. I'm the building supervisor here. Please leave. There you have it. You're, you're going to stand outside. You are. Or you're going to jail. Let's go. Let's go. You're under arrest. I'm under arrest. Oh, sir. Oh, my God. Okay. They arrested him, took him to jail. He got bailed out uh, a couple hours later. So he is out. I don't know what's going to happen with that. Um, but like I said, the governor did come out and say that that was unacceptable and yada, yada, yada. It is kind of messed up. I would like to see what was happening beforehand. I can't seem to find any video on that. Was he being belligerent? Was he, you know, not being, uh, was he being, I guess I just don't know. I find it really hard to believe that he was being anything but respectful, but I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Um, what's the next one? The, the Epstein list that did come out. I posted the documents into my telegram, which you can find in the about tab here on YouTube. They are in there. They are 2,100 pages long. That is a long thing that I have not even thought to look into. I haven't even looked into yet. I did peruse through it. I did see, um, I want to say John Kerry's name on it. I saw a couple other names on it too, but it is, it is it's a long ass document. So more to come, but it is in my telegram. If you'd like to go and print it off and do it, uh, and go through it yourself, you are more than happy to, I'm more than happy to let you go do that. That's perfectly fine. <clears throat> and, uh, we'll go from there. Once I can get it condensed, once I can go through it or find somebody who went through it, I don't know. Once I can go through it and look at it, cause it is basically the hearings with Virginia Guff. And so it's all of the testimony, all of the everything, and you have to read through it. And apparently there's a lot of graphic 
type stuff. And I'm not sure that that's something I, I don't know that I'd be surprised of any names on the list at this point. Um, and the shitty thing is to the people that need to see it, aren't going to sit through 2,100 pages. Uh, the people that need to sit, it aren't going to talk, listen to us anyway. And so I don't know more to come on the Jeffrey Epstein documents. And then we'll go from there. What else do we have? Yeah, she was going through it, Megan. Uh, that's it. Where are we at? We're at 56. That's it. That's all I have for tonight. You guys, we went through project blue beam. We talked about the Ohio stuff. I believe at the end of the day, I don't think project, I don't think the aliens are a distraction or the UAPs are a distraction from anything. I think they potentially could be connected to a lot of the ecological shit that's been going on. Um, whether that's toxins that are being released. I'm not, I'm not discounting people who saw stuff. That's not what I'm saying, but it is very interesting that neurotoxins could be, yeah, released into the air. The whole, all the connections to it are extremely interesting. So more to come, I guess we'll just have to watch and find out. Um, and that's all I have for today. I do not believe we're, I think I might do another nooner on Thursday. We were going to start doing two a week. Uh, I have to put some stuff together. I don't know what we're going to cover yet, but more to come. So we'll do another nooner on Tuesday at noon. We'll cover more stuff uh, or we'll find something to cover. And then we're live again on Saturday. We had a couple lives canceled this week. I had to cancel the one for Friday because we had basketball pop up. So more to come on that with that. That's it. That's all I got. You guys, I love your faces. Thank you for being here. Keep her moving. Take it easy. Tell your mama says hi and watch out for all of them dear. Where's my outro? Oh yeah. Bye guys. Back off, I'll take you on. Headstrong, you take on anyone. I know that you are wrong. You're headstrong, you're headstrong. <laughs>